And hello, hello. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. I'm coming to you via podcast. I want to compliment you on figuring out the technology. By the way, if you've got any suggestions, send me an email, lentillum.com. We answer them all. At the end of the show, I'm going to read emails and questions. You got any questions, you can send them to me. And I know these are calls that I've used before. We're getting the phone lines installed. The phone company, I got to tell you, it's difficult dealing with them, but they promise it's happening soon. Here's an interesting question. All of you guys listening out there on podcasts with those little earbuds in your ear, you're on the bus or you're exercising. I'm wondering when the hell you're going to call in anyway. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. I may be doing these podcasts without callers. I'm not optimistic about that, but we'll see what's going on and we'll figure it out. In the meantime, I know these are old calls, but you haven't heard them before. So what's the diff? Okay. By the way, next week, if you're listening to this before May 9th, I'll be in San Rafael at the San Rafael Community Center with Arden Kwan, David Brown, Rosie McNichol. We're doing trust and estate seminars next week and the week after. Thursday, May 9th, 10 to 12 at the San Rafael Community Center on Canal Street. Tuesday, May 14th, 10 to 12 at the Petaluma Community Center on North McDowell Boulevard. And Nevado at the Margaret Todd Senior Center, Wednesday, May 15th, 10 to 12. I know, some of you are listening to this on Kauai or in Moscow. We've got some listeners in Russia. I don't know where they came from. but um, So you're not coming to the seminar. But if you're in the Bay Area, I'd love you to come to the seminar. By all means, you can register at lentillum.com. Medi-Cal planning, trusts and estates, who gets your stuff when you die, it's all included. All right, enough of that. I know you'll enjoy it. I'd love to meet you. Let's start the show. We've got some calls for you right now. John in Monterey, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, John? Hi, Len. Thank you very much for taking the time. I signed a month-to-month rental agreement on Saturday. I gave a $4,200 first and last month check. And in signing the papers with the person there, he's a representative of the owner. Um, He kind of alluded to the fact that maybe there were some problems with the power, and then towards the end of the conversation, he said that we had to share uh, the PG&E and water with a guest unit, which is a garage that's been created into a unit. Yeah, it's probably illegal, because PG&E, it's definitely illegal. Not probably. Let me explain. PG&E will only give a separate electric meter if the county gives you, you know, you can have two houses on one address if it's legal with the county, a grandmother yeah. unit or something. And if the county gives you all the proper paperwork and it's legal, PG&E will give you a separate meter for the garage or the granny unit. But if it's not legal and you're putting power in there, they're only going to give you one measuring unit, and that's your house and the granny unit in the back. Right? And- Right, and I met the fellow a few hours later, and kind of creepy, don't want anything to do with him. He's got, he's got a grow room back there, you know, yeah. probably. I don't even care about that, to each his own. But yeah, but why should, you pay, why should you pay for the electricity for a marijuana grow room? Well, it's just, all I'm saying is that he, he's willing to make an agreement for the, the money and whatnot, but I want out of the agreement, period. Now yeah. the fellow who's doing it is saying that the owner is like 83, and he's trying to get a hold of her, and he won't return my call. So wait, 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 did you stop? When did you sign the check? I signed it on Saturday. Did you call the bank and stop the check? Of course. Okay, so that, look, here are the problems. The first is the landlord. He's got, if he sues you for breach of contract, you have a good defense. And your defense is misrepresentation. 
I mean, they lied to you, either deliberately or negligently withheld a material fact. And the fact that you're sharing a gas and electric meter with another person who probably doesn't chip in at all and has no incentive to minimize his power use or is growing, you know, the granny unit's a grow room, that's misrepresentation, okay? Um, The only other problem is the landlord could go to a check cashing store, even though you stopped it at the bank, listen to this. The landlord could go to a check cashing store and cash it there, and then the check cashing store can sue you over the bounce check, even though you had a good reason to cancel it. Because the check cashing stores become what's called a third-party bona fide purchase of a value. You know, they're going to say, well, we didn't know you stopped the check, and it looked good to us, therefore you owe us the money. And if he cashes it at a check cashing store, they can and will sue you successfully. You got it? I got that. So what you should do is call up the guy who rented you the room for the landlord. Was he a son or a friend or something? Uh, no, no. No, just somebody out of Craigslist, of course. Okay, you call that guy. You know where to find him. And you tell him this was fraud. Either I get the check back, or if it doesn't come back, I'm going to sue you and the 83-year-old landlord, and you'll be responsible, too. You got it? Let him know. Uh, yeah, I'm... Again, if he if if I have no way of contacting or he won't call me back, um, you you mean the person who rented you the room won't call you back? Right, he's telling me he can't. He, he's trying. Do you, do you to know his? Me. Wait, do you know his name? Yes, I have it here in his number. But he's he called when I call him. He says I haven't been able to get a hold of the owner yet. Where is the check? He took it. And t- did he give it to the landlord? You know this could. I, I have. I this, have no idea at this point. This could be some kind of scam where this guy is renting out empty rooms and making money. Who knows what? But yeah. um, the bank won't cash the check. You should be off the hook. But it's a $4,400 check, right? 42 yes. Yeah, if he goes to a check cashing store and they cash it, you may get, you're may you going to get sued. Call me back if it happens, all right? Okay. And as far as uh, trying to get out of this rental agreement, like you said, it's just... It's You're out of it. Order. You're out of it. You okay. stopped the check. It, misrepresentation. You got it? He, he wrote on the, the agreement in print on one of these lines. It says, PG and water shared with cottage tenant. It doesn't matter. He didn't tell you. How, wait, he wrote that after you signed it? He wrote it while we were talking about it. And then, But then didn't you say to him, how come it's there? What is this? Or you didn't even look? Oh, we were just talking, and then, then when he said it, we thought, okay, okay, and then after thinking about it for a while, we thought, hey, this isn't right. Why do I need to be setting up a, a legal agreement with a, a, a neighbor or a tenant of his? Yeah, hopefully hopefully the check won't get cashed. You better call this guy up and say, look, if this check gets cashed, I'm going to sue the landlord and you. You got it? Okay. okay. Go get the check back. You'll be best off if he gives you the check back. Good luck. Thank you very much. Yes. You know what you learned from that call, you dummies out there, all of you, all of me too. I sign stuff without reading it, and I'm a lawyer. Somebody writes something on a, you know, on a piece of paper, a lease or a contract. Say, what is this? What's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. Derek in San Juan Batista, Batista Len, tell him, how come you're calling a lawyer, Derek? Hey, hey Len. Uh, my grandmother died about five years ago. And my aunt won't settle the probate because she keeps collecting rents from the rental property that's in the trust. She's not allowed to do that. It's not her money. It belongs to everybody, right? Yeah, right. But how can I pressure her to settle? It's been so long. Now, wait a second. Your aunt, where does she live? She lives in Pleasanton. And where does, where did your grandfather die, or your grandmother die? 
In Pleasanton as well. That's where you got to sue. What county is Pleasanton in? I think that's Contra Costa uh, County or Alameda. What what county is San Juan, uh, Pleasanton in? Contra Costa it County. Might be Alameda. No, it's okay. Contra Costa County. And where's San Juan Baptista? Down south, right? Uh, yeah, down south. Here's what's going on. How much is the rent that the property should be earning a month? It should earn about 50000 a month, and she claims it earns that much in a year. So you think she's stealing money? And what kind of beneficiary are you? Do you get a percentage of it? Yeah, I get 10%. My sisters get 10%. My mom gets 20 and she would get half. Okay, so um, here, here's what's going on. Your aunt is the trustee, and she's like a person standing behind the counter at a bank. It's not her money. You understand? She's like the teller. She owes you what's called a fiduciary duty. She has to account for her actions as trustee. If she doesn't do that, and there's a lot of money here. You know, usually I say don't run to a lawyer, but your legal option is to pony up some money and hire a lawyer to represent you against the trustee. Because Okay, and I couldn't put that against like what's in the trust now. I'd have to come up with some actual cash money today. No, no, no. If you're telling me, if you and your sister are broke, there are lawyers who work on contingencies on this. You know what I mean? Okay. And by the way, Pleasanton, yeah. um, Pleasanton is in Alameda County. Pleasantville is in Contra Costa County. Was it Pleasanton okay. or Pleasantville? What is it? Pleasanton, it's in uh, Alameda. Pleasanton is in Alameda County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know what, Derek? You want to find a lawyer who'll do it on a contingency up here, right? Yes. I'm up here. I I know lawyers. Jim Gagan is a lawyer who does trust litigation, and I'm sure he'll do it on contingency. My office works with him very closely. He's done a number of will contests. He and Audrey Girard, who works for me, have done a number of will contests, removed trustees successfully. So, David is going to get your name and number your full name, and we'll call you back after the show and get you somebody to talk to, okay? All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. you got to take her to court because it's been a long time now. Jean in Redwood City. Len Tillum, Jean, why are you calling a lawyer? Well, as I told your man, I inherited a piece of property, a half acre in San Mateo County, and there was already a duplex on it. And then my daughter could not find anything in San Mateo County or anywhere that she could afford. So we subdivided that property, and I gave her the quarter acre that was on the other side of the duplex. Okay. And then, but I have a son, and this has been many, many years ago, and things have been going along. But you know, getting old, I'm, I wanted to be fair. I want to do something for my son. You, you love them both the same, so I love them both the same, and and I have to do something, and I'm a, I'm a wreck. How do I do it? Oh well, okay. Number one, um, if you have a lot of cash, what would you say is the value of the gift you gave your daughter? In when did you give it to her? Fifteen oh, years ago? More. I just was thinking about it. No, the kids are all in college, so it was probably twenty-five years. So ago. this quarter acre twenty-five years ago was worth what twenty thousand dollars? Probably. Now it's worth what five hundred thousand? I I bet I don't know. <laughs> so you have to say, okay, if I want to make it equal to my son and my daughter, let me ask you a personal question, Jean. Sure. Is your estate over a million dollars? Uh, oh, not too. Uh, you know what? I I have a husband who's very ill, and he took care of everything, so I don't really know exactly. See, because what I'm saying is you could make a gift to your son of equivalent value. Okay. Or you can do it on your death. But you know, let me say, you know, a lot of people 
I, I do a lot of trusts, and, and yeah. we talk about who gets what and who'll yeah. be the successor trustee. So let me tell you what I, I would say. For, first of all, if you're going, when you die, have your trust give more to your son than your daughter, you need, while you're alive, to tell your daughter and son what you're doing. Because oh, of course, of you, you have to say, look, I gave your sister, you tell your daughter, I gave you this money, I'm giving some more to your brother. And then your children will say to you, Mom, it's your money, do what you want. We don't even talk, want to talk about it. Whereas after you die, I don't know your children, but if they look at the trust and your son, your daughter sees that you know her brother's getting more, sometimes kids forget they got it in the past, right. she might be angry at your brother, her brother, and, and you want them to get together for Thanksgiving and Christmas after you're gone. Exactly. So you have to tell them. Um, and the hardest part, and I don't have a clear answer, it's what's in your heart, what you feel right about. Mm-hmm. The hardest part is how the heck are you going to value the vacant lot you gave your daughter? I don't know. You can value it as of the date you gave her. If the vacant lot was worth $20,000 when you gave it to your daughter, Mm -hmm. then you can give $20,000 off the top. Or if it's worth $500,000, do you want to give more to your son than you're giving to your daughter? Why don't you do this? Let me ask you another question. What does your daughter do for a living? Is she very wealthy? No, no, she 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 works part time. She has four, four kids. And, and your son is he very wealthy? No, he's not. He lives in Southern California, and, and he's just a normal. You know, they're they're not wealthy. They're 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 they do well. Why don't you talk to both of them about? I will. That? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't have to but just be you deciding. Let them decide. Say, look, I love you the same. I gave this gift to your sister. It's gone up in value. I'd like to. Be fair to both of you. Help me decide what to do. And if you can get them included in the decision and they agree, then guess what? Everybody's happy. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. That is a great idea. Try that, okay? Can I, can I do something like if, if they say, if he says I don't want it and I want to do it anyway, can I add this to my, to my trust? Can I say I want to give my son it's America, land of a free, home of the brave. You, you <laughs> yeah, can do whatever. Long land. <laughs> Let me tell you, you can do whatever you want. It's, you can could give that? it to a televangelist. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Really, don't do that. But you could do it. You know, you could do anything you want. So I, I, no, even if your son says, "I don't want it," you decide it's yours. Okay? Okay, sweetie. You you, I, you made my day. I well, think I can manage. Good for you, Jean. Thank you. Thanks, sweetie. Bye. Yeah, you know. For example, when people come to my office, it's not just buying a trust. You can go to LegalZoom and get a trust. They're crappy ones, and uh, you're going to make mistakes, I'm sure. Sometimes sometimes you get it right, but when you meet with a lawyer, what you're talking about, one of the biggest issues is who's going to be the trustee, how you do it fairly. Are there any children with disabilities or drinking problems? It's not just filling out a blank. It's really and truly deciding what's going to be best for your family, and there's no one-size-fits-all. Okay? Good. Marty in Santa Rosa. Len Tillam. News Talk 910. Marty, why are you calling a lawyer? Hello, Len. I've been listening to you forever from KSRO days. Back to KSRO to KGO to, to you know, exactly. K, KKSF now, News Talk 910. How come you're calling me? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm exasperated. I'm not quite sure what to do. Uh, my daughter came home. Sunday evening. She's 19 years old. She'll be 20 in January. She took a ride up the road about five or six miles Sunday night, about 11 o'clock at night, to um, photograph the night sky. She's a she's a amateur photographer, and she was out at the Windsor Town Green, and the sprinklers came on, and she got a little wet, so she thought, well, it's time to go home. 
So anyway, she climbed in the car and was about ready to start it to come home when she said the car lit up and there was a police officer with a flashlight in her face mm -hmm. to get out of the car. So she got out of the car and said, well, what did I do, officer? And he said, I need to see your ID. So she, she handed over her ID and uh, he said, well, why are you all wet? So she said, well, the sprinklers turned on. And he says, have you been drinking? She says, no, sir, I don't drink. She doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. She's, you know, really a special kid. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so he says, well, I'm going to have to make you do a field sobriety test. So he gave her a sobriety test, and he said, I don't like the looks of your eyes. Before you can get back in the car, you need to take a breathalyzer. And she says, I don't understand what's going on here. What are you doing? He says, before you leave here, you have to submit to a breathalyzer test. So she said, I did it, you know, and, and he made me just feel awful. He made me feel terrible. Why did this happen? And I had... I, so I called Windsor Police Station just before I called you, and they said that he had every right to ask her for her ID if she was just walking down the street and that they were performing a public service to make sure that she was okay to drive home. And that's the end of the story. She didn't get arrested? That's the end of the story. Let, let me ask you some questions. Did the cop sure. throw her up against the wall and when he patted her down, touch her breasts or feel up her legs? No, or? I I don't, I don't believe No, he didn't do that. He didn't hit her. He didn't handcuff her. He didn't hurt her. Look, she looked wet. She's 19. Cops, they don't have to have probable cause to talk someone. Um, they can talk to whoever they want. Um, if And they, they let her go. They didn't hassle her. He was afraid she was drunk. You know, she looked... How many kids look wet and weird sometimes, and they are drunk? So, um, look... If the cop saw your soaking wet, here's a question. If the cop saw your soaking wet daughter walking on the street late at night, why wouldn't they ask her questions, you know? But I don't, I, but Len, I don't believe they saw that she was soaking wet until she got out of the car. I, don't I have no idea. But the cop, let me tell yeah, you right yeah, now, I don't have any idea either, you're yeah. jumping up and down and yelling police harassment, and he didn't harass her. He did his job. Give the poor cop a break. You know, if they beat well, your daughter up, if they fondled her breasts, if they put her in jail, then we can talk. But this isn't any one of those countries where that happens, you know? The cop did his job, and he does a good job. Nothing so terrible. Okay. I all right? Really, I would... This and, and notice, you called the police station. They answered your questions. Okay. Um, really, I'd be the first one to jump up and down and, and take your side if I thought the cop did anything wrong. But here you've got this cop who did his job, and he did it well, and he did. If your daughter, there are 19-year-old kids who get drunk. A lot of them do, right? True. You know, and, and they could have looked weird. Wouldn't, wouldn't you prefer that a 19-year-old drunk kid gets stopped than the cop not stop? You know what I'm talking about? Give your daughter, oh, yeah. a, and, 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 give your daughter a kiss. Don't worry about it. Call, look, write a letter to the editor, to the Press Democrat in Santa Rosa, telling him what a good job cops are doing. End of story. Okay? Thanks a bunch. Okay. Thank you. Pixie in Santa Rosa. Len Tillum here. Why are you calling a lawyer, Pixie? I need you, Len, and I've been listening to you for a while, and you just seem like the guy to talk to. Here I am. What's Listen, going on? My, thank you. I've been in my house for uh, 10 years. My mom, it is in her name. It was in her name. It's now in my name. The thing is, my sister is the trustee, in which the bank has put my sister's name on the loan. And they are telling her that in order for me to get my name on the loan at the bank, I would have to requalify for this. 
now, now, in which we all know I will not be able to do that. Now, hold on one second. The house is already in your name. Yes. All right. So here's what's going on. Nobody should have said anything to the bank. You know, this happens a lot. People put their house in a trust or somebody dies. The banks are happy as long as you keep paying the mortgage every month. They don't really care if your mother died. If you don't, you know, it's not the end of the world if you don't tell them. How much is the interest? How much is the interest rate on the loan? Um, let me see. It's, it's for a three hundred thousand dollar loan. And that's not what I'm asking. How much is the interest? Interest rate. Do you know? Six percent. Yeah. See. Six percent. Right now, people are getting three and four percent loans. So the bank is making out like a bandit on this 6%. Are you making the payment every month? Yes, I am. As long as you keep making the payment, hopefully they'll forget about you. They're happy to get the 6%. It's, if, in other words, if you, have, if you could refinance, you would because you'd pick up a lower interest rate. But since you can't refinance because you, you, know, you won't qualify, my guess is if you just keep sending them the monthly money they do every month, they'll forget about you, hopefully, and there won't be a problem. Let, here's what's going on. Oh, wait, well, let me explain. All home loans have what's called a due-on-sale clause. Due-on-sale clause. And what that means is when a property is sold or it's given away or inherited, the loan becomes due. And the bank then gets to decide whether or not they want to allow you to assume the old loan. They don't have to do it. So are they starting to foreclose or they're not? No. Have you been making other payments late? Is any of the monthly payments late? Are you making them on time? I make them all on time. My advice to you is do nothing. Just do nothing. The home is in your name. There's a thing you have to fill out with the county to let them know it's a transfer from parent to child so your property taxes don't go up. That preliminary change of ownership report. And you'll fill that out with the county. It's not difficult. And the rest of the stuff... Just keep paying the loan, and hopefully the bank will forget about it and be happy that they're getting 2 or 3% more than they would from somebody else. Okay? Okay, so what about on the, um, on the taxes, on the write-offs and things like you that? You can claim the taxes. The house is in your name. Talk to your CPA and say, look, the loan's in my mother's name, but I've been making all the payments, so I get to deduct the interest. It's not a problem. You're not doing anything illegal. You understand? You're not robbing the bank or from the IRS. Everything's fine. Just stay there, all right? Keep paying it. Don't you be a minute late, all right? Okay, now what about um, as far as my credit? Because this won't do anything for my credit. Hey, Pixie, you want me to take you out and marry you also? What do you, what do you want me to solve all the problems? Okay. You're, you're going to lose your home. Be happy with that. I can't get your date for New Year's Eve either. Come on. Don't worry about your credit. Just be, keep paying the loan. you got a roof over your head, okay? Okay. Thank you. Hey, listen, right. Pixie. Thank you. Don't worry. Be happy. I swear to God, sometimes people give me a real swift pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Taking care of it, everything's fine. Oh, what about my credit? If she had to sell the house, she'd get very little for it or what? And she'd have to rent and soon the money would be gone. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I'm a little cranky today. I have no idea. Good show today so far. I'd like to close with an email. You can send me questions, lentillum.com. Len at lentillum.com or do it from the webpage. We answer them. I work with other lawyers. We do trusts and estates. Jim Gagan, who doesn't work for me, he's independent, but he'll answer personal injury questions. By the way, if you are hurt in an accident, Gagan's been voted super law lawyer. He's really good. Um, I'll give you a free consultation. You call. 
He'll talk to you. If you've got a case, he'll take it. It's got to be a high-end case. These little fender benders, we'll teach you. By the way, Jim, if you go to lentillum.com, Jim Gagan did a paper on how to do your own personal injury case. Just send me an email, len at lentillum.com. I want the how to do it yourself, P-I-K. So you don't have to spell Gagan's name right. We will email it to anyone who wants. John writes this. My friend wants to buy her 23-year-old son a car. She's afraid he'll sell it. This kid, you know, he'll sell it for dope. And he doesn't want it. She doesn't want it in her name because if he gets, she'll get sued when he wrecks it. So um, here's two solutions, two solutions for your friend, John. First of all, what is she, stupid? If she can't trust him not to sell the car, you don't buy him a car. Um, trust your instincts. If your heart tells you this kid's going to sell the car, trust him. You, you got to do it. Don't do it. Um, you could pay me $3,000 to create an irrevocable trust, or you can keep the car in your name, but get a ton of insurance. That's what you got to do. You got to get a ton of insurance, really and truly. Okay, good show today. Come back tomorrow for another one. Please give me a like on Facebook. Um, give me a recommendation on iTunes. The more publicity we generate, the more listeners we'll have. And when the phone company gets the phone lines in, we'll have some good calls. See you tomorrow.